0: Hi, right, this is Derwin James and you listen to the Chargers Podcast Network.
1: Alright guys, Chargers Weekly on location at the Senior Bowl Mobile, Alabama. Please be joined by General Manager Tom Telesco. Tom, it's fun. We do this around this time every year. Senior Bowl gets bigger and bigger every year. We're just down in the
0: this lobby area. It was, looked like a football convention it is it's a little bit of a convention for coaches and scouts um and not always in a good way because a lot of guys here are looking for jobs This means which means they're out of work um but yeah it, it has turned into that i mean this is gotta be it's 20 plus years for me going to the well i guess 1995 so um coming to the senior bowl has changed a lot I what mean, was this, 1995 senior bowl like well, my first of all I was i think i was sharing a room with two other people <laughs> with, the, with, the, with like with like a bunk in front of the bed um I mean, we go to practice. It was just NFL people. There's nobody else. That, that, it wasn't covered very much in the media at all. Um, it wasn't nearly what it is now. I mean, the the, the NFL network coverage and oh yeah, uh, ESPN it, is here. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's grown exponentially over the years. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a sleepy little uh, you know All Star game for us, but it was still the biggest game for us. I mean, it's always been the top seniors in the country. Um, so it's always been the, the best All Star game for us to see players, but it's turned into now where it's a huge event.
1: Yeah, it's almost the unofficial start to the draft evaluation process. I know you guys place a priority on the film, but um, if you could go into as much detail as possible, uh, just take us through what this week is like for you and everybody on your staff.
0: Well, it's different for me than for the for the scouts. Um, but the, the, the scouts, where they get in here on Sunday, it's really Kevin Kelly, JoJo Wooden, and the whole staff. And, and uh, I mean, really, they'll talk to almost every – prospect every player that's here so you know whenever you see those reports that the chargers talk to so-and-so well yeah that's that's true it happened your mobile maybe but we talked to everybody <laughs> and that's where really every team does it i mean you talk to everybody here because um, for, for the scouts a lot of these players they couldn't talk to with the schools you, know, you can go in you can watch tape you can watch practice um you can talk to coaches and support staff about the players but usually you can't sit down one-on-one with players very often sure. in the fall and, and you shouldn't be able to they're they're playing college football Um, They're busy between their football, their academics, their classes. They don't have time to be talking to NFL scouts at that point, which is fine. Um, So this is one of these all-star games is the first time where you can actually sit down with the kids and talk to them, get a feel for them a little bit as people. Um, So we can kind of get a feel for do they fit for us or not. Um, So they'll talk to every player that's here. We'll talk to them, some guys, again, at the combine uh, where the coach is a little bit more involved there. But um, so a lot of the week is, is talking to the players. Uh, the players do some psychological testing here as well um and then the practices that that we're all out watching uh tuesday wednesday thursday and you know the, the practices are great because it's it's a high level of competition it's a player practicing against another player who's going to be an nfl player yeah. you know you don't know what level yet but you know that guy's an nfl player so when when you have one-on-ones it's good competition it's good evaluation for us and um you know, very really, does they stay for the game? I think every now and then we'll leave one guy back to stay to, to watch the game. The practices are the meat of the week. The right? practices are the meat of the week. We get all the film from practice, um, so we'll go back and you know we'll go through it all over again. Because when you're at practice, there's multiple things going on at once. You may be watching uh, seven on seven over here, and then you got one on ones, O line, D line over here. You can't watch both in a live practice, so, but it's all it's all on tape for us to go back and watch and kind of analyze it. Uh, but it's a great evaluation tool for us, not only to watch them play football, to kind of, but to kind of meet them as kids. We've talked about the whole senior bowl
1: process the last couple of years. And I know it's, it's probably a coincidence, but the last three years, there are numbers. Twelve guys, contributors, guys who you expect to be starters or playing a lot of snaps for you, uh, are on your roster. Dating back to 2017, I go back to Desmond King. Dan Feeney, Uchenna Nwosu, Rayshon
0: Jenkins, uh, Drew Tranquil last year. It's funny you say that because I forget, you know, through the whole process they're in, they're in the fall, the All-Star Games, the Combine, I kind of lose track of who played what All-Star Games because we don't really draft guys based on, hey, we're in the Senior Bowl, we're in the East-West Game, uh, the NFL-PA Game. So it's funny you mention those names. I'm like, yep, yep, yeah, yep. I remember seeing all those yep. guys here. But, yeah, I the imagine Colmaza.
1: That. I mean, yep. there's a lot of guys. in. in I, Maza I was
0: in the Senior Bowl? He was in the Senior Bowl. He was a long-staffer. That that I don't remember. Yeah, he was here. Okay.
1: But I I guess the point is you have guys who played four years in college, maybe largely leaders or captains, um, guys who mean a lot to their respective programs. And just looking at the Chargers locker room, a lot of guys of high character who have played a lot of snaps in college. It's probably no coincidence that they play in this this game here.
0: Well, you figure if you're in the Senior Bowl, you are a four-year college player. Um, he didn't leave college early. So, yeah, so most of the players that are here, um, you know, full four years of playing in college, you know, probably 21, 22 years old, probably a little more mature than a junior that declares early. Um, so, yeah, some of the players that you get here, you know, they've been multi year captains at their colleges. Um, so, yeah, so, so these guys are going to be a little bit older, a little bit more mature than a junior that declares early.
1: Characteristics uh, of guys you look for, uh, name a, a few chief characteristics that you want in a charger.
0: Well, one, you have to love to play the game. This is a hard game. I mean, it's, a hard, it's, it's hard. Practice is hard. The games are tough. There's a lot of scrutiny. There's a lot of pressure to perform. So you really have to love to play. I mean, this is an easy example, but when you watch Derwin James practice, you can tell how much he loves to play the game of football. And he's right. got a smile on his face. Now he practices hard. And he practices with an edge. But, man, he's having a good time doing it. And that rubs off on people. But you really have to love to play. So we talk about that, having that drive to succeed. Um, is really important. And then, you know, football intelligence is really important. This is a very complicated game, especially when you get to the pro level on offense and defense. And you have to be able to learn concepts, pick them up, pick them up relatively quickly, and then process them in game speed. And that, that's hard to do. It's hard to scout. It's hard to, to der- determine that many times. So, um, and that's all the work we have to do kind of behind the scenes and try and see, you know, who loves the game. And find examples how. It's one thing to say, "Oh yeah, he loves to play." Well, tell me why, how. Mm-hmm. I need an example. Demonstrate that for me. So, um, same thing with the drive. The drive to be better. The drive to win. Um, it, again, it's easy to say that stuff, but you know, I want I want examples. I just don't want words. So, um, but like I said, you know, when you watch derwin James practice and play, that that's the kind of enthusiasm for playing the game. And, and by the way, he takes that into the weight room. He takes that in, in the meeting rooms. He's the blueprint. Yes, he's the blueprint. Now, they're not all like that, but everyone has different personalities. But, but if you can have those characteristics, you got a chance to succeed.
1: What's cool about this week is, so the, the Bengals and the Lions are, are the coaching staffs. This almost kind of simulates a game week, right? You have, you have three practices during the week. You have, you have meetings at night, albeit these are more interviews with teams. But you get to know some of these guys. It's a short amount of time. But some of those characteristics can shine through in a week like this.
0: It does. And the teams that coach this get a chance to see these players a lot, you know, all day long in the meeting room, how quickly they picked up their playbook, which obviously is a very watered down playbook, um, and then how they process it in practice, and then how they end up processing it in the game. And uh, this is always a unique, not just this game, but all all-star all games, because you have players playing with teammates they've never played with before, so the timing is, isn't always there. They're playing with a playbook of plays that, I mean, there's some universal plays that everybody runs. But, sure. you know, there's different terminology to call them, so you have to learn that. Um, and then, you know, really in offense and defense, you're limited on what you can do. So if you're a quarterback, um, you don't have to worry about anybody blitzing you. You don't have to worry about changing coverage. You can only play two different coverages. So, um, you know, it's, so it, it, there's something that should be easier to do. But it, it's great just to see one-on-one. You get a chance to see one-on-one battles, really, who can win a one-on-one battle against a player who we know is a good player. We get the chance to see that all this, all this week.
1: Yeah, you can see that with uh, wide receivers and corners. Yeah. That's always fun during the week. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback position you mentioned. We ask you every year. It's a it's a tired question. You know, are you looking at a quarterback? You know, the evaluation process I know is ongoing, but I guess I can ask it this way: the benefit for guys like Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, guys that are here to participate in a week like this where you do get hands-on coaching by NFL coaches and you get to meet executives like yourself and and other scouts throughout the NFL?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's always important. I mean, really, it's more important what they did at their college for three or four years. But, yeah, the All-Star game is great, and it's great to see guys want to come and compete and play, Um, no matter where you think you may be drafted, you know, to come compete. So the quarterback position – yeah, I mean, we've scouted it every year. It's not like we go into a year so say, you know what, we're all good at that position. Yeah. Let's not even worry about we're watching out of this. practice. Yeah, we'll, we'll just worry, have somebody else worry about that. That's not how that works. So, um, But I, I love seeing players that are, you know, quote-unquote projected to go high and still want to come play in this game. That, that's great to see.
1: You know, with this game, Drew Tranquil last year, uh, somebody who contributed on special teams, had three starts, really came on at the end of last year. Do you remember Drew at this game or in the combine? And, and what stood out that made you say, hey, let's make this guy a charger?
0: You know, I don't specifically, I don't remember talking to him, but I do remember this. Um, I have some close friends that work on the staff at Notre Dame, and they've been raving about Drew since he walked on campus there. And one good thing about, you know, if you have some good, strong contacts, contacts at schools, which our scouts do and have it for a number of years, um, when you talk to people you know well who recruited that player, who have been with them for three or four years, they really know that player well. Yeah. So they've known him for not only the three or four years in college, but then into high school, junior year, senior year, and then they see him every day. In our evaluation process, we see them for five minutes here, 15 minutes at the Combine, 10 minutes at the Senior Bowl. It's not a lot of time. So you have to rely a lot on people you trust and, and what they tell you. And I remember the people in Notre Dame were just saying, you know, from the time that he came here from Fort Wayne, Indiana, like the kid was a stud. Mm-hmm. I mean, just mature, tough, loves to play the game, going to be a captain by the time he's towards the end of his career at Notre Dame, which he was. And I remember all that, and that always stuck with me. And then when we met Drew, you can see how mature he is, and how much he loves to play the game. All the things I just talked about, intangible wise, you're looking for. Yeah. He has all those. So, um, you know, you have to have talent at this level. You just can't be a, you know, love the game of football, and I work real hard, and, you know, I've got to drive to succeed, but you got to have talent, too. And he has, you know, he's got that package.
1: I remember talking to his defensive coordinator, Clark Lee, after the draft, and specifically this, this one last study. He said he will not relent until he is a starter in the NFL. And sure enough, he got to he got to, he to, got to do that, yep. yeah, which is really cool. Um, a few more for you, Tom. We talk about the division. Do you guys scout players based on the personnel in the division, knowing that those games, you, you place a premium on
0: those during the regular season? Yeah, Each time you play a division foe, it counts twice. Yeah, um, yeah, certainly where we are right now. I mean, you look at the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are from our division. So they're the team to beat. And, uh, you know, right now we can't win our division without going through Kansas City. So as you put your team together, you do have to look at your whole division and what do we play against, how we match up against them, how they match up against us. Um, that is really key of, of how you're going to assign players either in free agency or the draft or, or draft players is your division. It's the most important games you play all year and you play them twice. So um, yes, yeah, so as you build your football team, you got to look at your division. And and we got to look hard at Kansas City because that's a team that we, you know, we haven't done that well against. I mean, I know we beat them last year, but we lost, twice this year they won their division they're in the super bowl it's a heck of a team with the quarterback's going to be there a long time it yeah. looks like he's not going anywhere unfortunately <laughs> so um we got to have a plan you know for all of our division teams but certainly for kansas city and for for that quarterback to so we can beat them
1: listen 5 and 11 i know obviously not the ideal result but when you look at championship sunday and you see the green bay packers there a team that you guys allowed 184 total yards to um, you see a team like the Tennessee Titans there, one play away from, from beating the Titans earlier this year. This team won 12 games last season. I think it's just a, a clear example how the margin for error, it's so thin. Uh, you have to be encouraged knowing that you did a lot of good things last year despite just winning five games.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's two sides of this. I mean, what we did the year before, twelve in, 12 wins meant nothing for this past year. And when you play 16 games and you only win five, that tells you what you are. So that wasn't like it was just a little bit here, a little bit there, and we you know we could have been in the playoffs. It wasn't that. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think, like, I, and I said this at the end of the season, like I'm not discouraged about where we are. I think we have a great core of football players. I love our coaching staff. I love our head coach Anthony Lynn. So there's a lot that's here. There's a culture that's been built that that Anthony's brought here that that I think is is a championship level culture. Now it's about trying to fix some different things and, and getting back on the right track because this year obviously you know five wins isn't nearly good enough. No. we weren't even close to the playoffs. so um, but it's it's there and it, it is there. and you know if I didn't if I thought the coaching staff had a lot of holes and the head coach, you know not sure it'd be different, but man, we got a really good coaching staff. Shane Steichen is a really bright, young, offensive mind. And Gus Bradley is, is more of a veteran coach, but an excellent defensive coach who can teach and communicate and motivate people. And then our head coach you know, oversees it all. So we have that there. We have a culture. We have a base of players. And now it's about adding some here and, and trying to get it back on the right track.
1: That's right. And obviously, there'll be changes over the next few months with, with draft and free agency. We'll end on this, though. SoFi Stadium, it's going to be a palace. I know when you were in Indianapolis, you guys opened Lucas Oil Stadium 2008. I think you won 12 games that, that year. Uh, what was it like opening a building like that in Indy? And I, it has to be refreshing for the players and really the whole organization to kind of move into a new home. Well,
0: it's, it's funny because they've been building the stadium for three years. And, you know, I just haven't thought about a whole lot because it had nothing to do with... It's starting to get real, time. Yeah, but now it's, now it's real. I mean, it was always kind of there. I haven't been up there in two years. Last time I was up there it was literally just a hole in the ground. But now it's real. And uh, I think it's exciting for our, our organization and our players to to see this stadium and this hey, this is what we're gonna move into. And it, it is exciting. I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna go up in a couple of weeks, I think, to try to see where it is. Um, but it does bring some energy and some some enthusiasm. I mean, it should. And uh, we're excited about that. I mean, dignity health was was good for what it was what we had to use it for. Um, it was great for the fan standpoint, but to move into, you know, this stadium, which you call the palace You know, it is the eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) Um, It's going to be pretty exciting. It really is. I think our players are going to feed off that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, hey, we're we're just getting started on this draft process. I'm sure I'll see you at the Combine and and throughout uh, Hope Performance Center. appreciate your time.
0: Uh, Anytime. Thanks.